Thank you for joining us today. This is Worth the Admission Podcast. My name is B. Frank. And I'm Travis. I don't even know what to say after that now. Well, you were then supposed I don't really, no, you were supposed I don't like to do the, the lead. We in. talk about movies and things and stuff. We talk no, about things. No, if you're things. listening to us, you already know what we talk about. This is like <laughs> episode 10. Uh, actually, did we make it to double digits finally? I know we had that long, you know, two-month break where... Well, well technically... This we is sp- episode like 15 or something that we've actually released. It's a half-special, half-regular episode. So, we're like yeah. platform nine and three quarters. Like, we're not... We can't really be a full one. <laughs> yeah, you, you know? just run at us really hard and maybe you'll go somewhere. <laughs> if that were only the case. That's how you got it. That's just how you got a headline. You just ran into shit. <laughs> so, what have, what have you watched lately? Uh, I've watched a lot of stuff. I really? try to. I mean, there's been a lot of stuff on Netflix that I've been trying to get to. They've really inundated us with a lot of movies in the last couple of weeks. I mean, I got backed up roughly right when right where Highwaymen came out, so I finally caught up on that. Um, I got to let's see the Brie Larson movie Unicorn Store. I saw that as well. Yeah, too. that was good. And I watched. Uh, my wife and I had a date movie night the other night, and we watched uh, the Perfect Date. You know, coincidentally enough for it. And I will talk that about teeny that. teeny bopper movie? Yeah. Hey, you know what? It. She liked it. I liked it. It was a better story than I thought. We'll get into it. Yeah. What have you been up to, sir? I, uh, I've kind of caught up on some movies, too. I went to go see Us, which was really good. I, I actually I went to go see that on my birthday. I treated myself to that. I know. Happy I know belated lonely, birthday. But... You know. Oh, I, I, I texted you, and I tried, you know, I actually made contact with you on your actual birthday. But Us looked yeah. very good. I was very intrigued on how it turned out. I mean, there was a lot of buzz behind it, but it dissipated so quick because we have so many movies coming out in such a short amount of time that it, it, yeah, it faded it out was, really It quick. was really good. It was reminiscent of Get Out in that it was very well-placed humor, um, but also scary. Uh, it was a very psychological thriller. I know a lot of people are saying it's not a horror movie. It's still a horror movie. It's just not slasher. Um, but horror's, very, very intelligent. horror. It's, it, it doesn't matter if it's yeah. made up in your mind or if you have to visually see it. If it scares mm-hmm. you, it's horror. The end was really good. Um, I thought I had the movie figured out like 25 minutes in. I was like, oh, yeah. No. I was partially right, but very wrong uh, otherwise. Because it took like a sharp left turn. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. And so I really want to see it again just so that I can pick out the little, little things now that I whole, know the whole story. But... I really liked it. That's one we may have to sit down and watch together. Yeah. Cause... Uh, I also watched Bumblebee at work. That was surprisingly better than I thought it would be. I really enjoyed it. I won't lie. I saw it, I saw it a while back, and I, I really – I thought it was uh, – it was a fresh take. You know, we got so stuck in the way Transformers movies were, and this kind of took it back to its very first step, and I really liked it. Yeah, I thought the uh... – I thought the new animation style was really good. Um, it like I noticed it right away, um, but it looked better. It, like there was more detail to it, even though there was less. Uh, I don't know detail that we saw. I don't know, but it looked better overall. And I know that it's serving as the first movie in the Transformers reboot. Well, it's a good step to start on. It really is. Yeah. I, I'm excited, but it drew me in. It made me excited. I just hope they don't do what they did to me last time and progressively make the movies worse. Well, it wasn't directed by Michael Bay, so there's that. He's Travis Knight. So hopefully he continues with some more Transformers. Uh, I watched The Silence. came out the other day. Uh, it's a movie on Netflix. 
it's like somebody watched Bird Box and said, I can make this better and did, but not by much. Like That doesn't count. <laughs> that doesn't count. Hey, guess is, what? Is you made better... a you made a crappy movie slightly you made a, another movie that's just still crappy, just slightly less crappy. One, you see what's killing people. So that's cool. Uh, you still have to be quiet. Like, they're attracted to sound. The story wasn't bad. It just... Like, I've seen it before. I, you know, I saw it... It wasn't anything new. I saw it on the queue, and I looked at the, I watched the trailer, and it doesn't look bad, but I really hated Bird Box so bad, and I will not get burned by another <laughs> Netflix movie. This looked like one... No, this was a bait movie where you're like... Oh, I recognize those people. And then you watch the movie like you did, and you were sorely disappointed. I don't want to waste Here's my thing, time. Though. Here's the thing, though. Okay. I I saw it on there, watched the trailer, said no. Ran out of things to watch. Was like, all right, I guess. And like, it wasn't a waste of time because I was getting paid for it at least. But it's probably not one that I'd just sit down and watch for fun. So, what you're saying is you had to be paid to watch that movie. <laughs> I guess so. I watched uh, I watched Unicorn Store as well. I thought that was... Charming. Very... Charming. Int- yeah, charming. I think that's a perfect word for it. it. I thought it was a perfect representation in the way she brought it of growing up. And it's a really mm-hmm. weird concept, and you have to go along with it. I mean, you could tell early in that what... You know, she was doing all of these things to become a better person. It it was right. it's a traditional movie. You've seen the story before, but so, it, it's nice to see a movie like that kind of get second legs. Where I was interested in mm-hmm. seeing it. I yeah. guess more now because she was you know she's Captain Marvel. But I mean, at the end Honestly, of the day, I after... still thought that was a good. I thought she, I thought she is a good film. I think she's a good filmmaker. I think this is a good way. Honestly, to show after after watching Room, I would watch her in just about anything. Like it. And then reading up on, on what she did to prepare for Room. I mean, it helps that she's Captain Marvel, obviously. But I watched Room and was was very saddened. Um, but was it was also just very good. Let's get movie. into... Uh, well, I want to talk to you about Highwaymen. Because that's one of the big ones where you saw it first. And I, I, it took me about another week to see it after you. They are so good at what they do. You know, Woody Harrelson. Yeah. And they make the movie... They, made, they still made it enjoyable to me. And it had weird pacing, and then it because it kind of started off slow, and then it picked up, and then it kind of slowed down, and it just never. I thought really, it could could have been a little shorter. It could have been a little shorter. What was it over two hours? Like two hours and twelve minutes, I think. Yeah, something right around twelve. It could have been an hour forty-five, an hour fifty, and and I would have enjoyed it. I liked the I liked how the process of them getting closer and closer. I liked that angle that they took. Mm-hmm. You know, in terms of. Oh, now they're 25 miles away. Now they're 10 miles, 5 miles, they're around the corner. Yeah, that part where they see them in the alley and they can't get to them because the mob of people, because at that time people had glorified them for what they were doing, you know, doing right. the bank robberies. So, you know, they were heroes. They were they were folklore. And when you saw them, you know, I thought that was a cool scene where they couldn't get through and they got out eventually. People were, like, touching the bodies and shit. I was like, mmm, they dead. I... I, with this movie, I thought it was a really cool take on how it wasn't about them for once. And you didn't really see them. And you didn't really get yeah. to see their face a whole lot. You know, it wasn't really solely focused on them. And You didn't the, really see their face at all. Like, you saw one shot of their face right before 
they were they got lit up. You mean with the lit up? <laughs> I love that like, scene. I was and like, the way wow, she's... you can shoot bullets for that long <laughs> and not feel bad about mutilating the bodies. No, they they thought it was a little bit them. of overkill. But I I really enjoyed it. That's one where your parents can watch it, you can watch it. I think it has great acting. Um, even the action actions. It's hit or miss with you know what they do because obviously the time and the period that they, they are trying to depict isn't yeah. isn't crazy. But I really like the story. I thought that was one where I would like to see more of that caliber movie built made. I want to talk to you about the reason that we're both here. Uh oh, which is Game of Thrones. Do we cue the music now? Just everybody, you know, bah, bah, just do it in your head. No, I think that's a copyright issue. It probably is, but still, just think it in your head. Just, you know, yeah, just... Game of Thrones Season 8, final season premiere. All right, sir, I'm going to let you take the reins on this. For me, I have seen every episode. I don't get a ch- I didn't get a chance to rewatch anything. Yes, I know, we had so much time between Season 7 and the Season 7 start of Season 8. You, sir, have caught up on them. I have done the best I can. So I want you to take this because... Even from a fresh mindset as mine, I really enjoyed the episode. And I knew I still know what everything that's going on. So to me, I still wasn't that lost. But, sir, this is your love child, which can be taken many ways in Game of Thrones. So by all by all means, sir, go ahead. Uh, so first of all, I know a lot of people were really wanting a bunch of action. And we didn't get any. It was It was story, but it moved everybody's story forward. And I thought for being a premiere, I thought it was a great episode, especially with how it progressed. Like it progressed really well. And there was a moment there at the end where I kind of just had an epiphany, which I'm excited to talk about. But the episode started off with a procession into Winterfell, which the whole time the, the kid running to the tree, seeing the army, watching the king and queen come through the gates with the Starks surrounding and up high. It was very reminiscent of the very first episode, the pilot. And two, two and a half minutes in, I was like, this is cool. Because you're, you're basically 10 years later, give or take, in story time. Uh, and so, especially John seeing Bran uh, and Arya, you know, again, they thought he thought they were dead. So there were a bunch of reunions. And I'm, I'm kind of excited to touch on it. The thing is, too, is the battle for Winterfell is going to happen in, like, the third episode. And so there are still three other episodes where we don't know what's going to happen. My guess is that Winterfell is going to fall and they'll have to retreat back to King's Landing and then they'll deal with that. Um, I've also got some other theories I'll get into, but it was nice to have it back, first of all. And it, it touched on every single person's storyline. Uh, we got the reunion with... Yara and Theon, which um, I guess the the fir- very first guy on the boat that got shot in the head was from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I don't know which character he is because I don't watch the show, but I watched it again, watched the episode again today, and I was like, oh, all right, I see it. Um, I understand why that storyline is there because it's more about Theon and it and his journey than it is about uh, Yara and the Iron Islands. He got his ble- he got the blessing from Yara to go back to Winterfell and fight with the Starks. Yep. I think he's going to die protecting Bran or Jon. I think protecting Bran is the poetic way to do it, but I mean, it, here's the other thing. This is also Game of Thrones. 
in two more episodes, the Night King could win and he could wipe out Westeros, for all we know. So, you know, obviously every theory is as thin as the next one. Uh, no, there's more theories than this than there was with True Detective because there are so many more true. moving pieces. I mean, this is the most I've seen out of any show. I you can oh you have any house to root for, and you have many of them. Speaking of of doors and whatnot, did you watch the the title sequence? No. Oh, you need to you need to watch that as soon as we're done because it's new first of all, and as as each season started and progressed um things changed in the in the title sequence so like in season seven you could see that the white walkers and the snow were starting to take over this one is a completely new title sequence new animation style Ooh. uh and it's really cool so you, you got to watch that when you get a chance i definitely i'll i'll do that today touching on every storyline we got to see cersei and euron they finally cersei finally let him into the cave it, I mean, Cersei doesn't do anything Cersei doesn't want to do. Um, and so it, I feel, especially after the conversation that they had in the throne room, which also got an upgrade, uh, that she knew that she needed to kind of give it up to for him to stay. Because he, as far as from a loyalty to the crown standpoint, he made a good case. He brought the Golden Company. He, you know, he got the, the fleet. He's done all these things. And he just wants to be king, granted, but... Papa wants to was, get paid. And she she really was looking forward to those elephants. Oh, I know she was. I really wanted those elephants. I, I think that the Iron Bank kind of shortchanged her, and that's going to hurt her in the latter half. But it was, it was nice to see her... She kind of upgraded her outfit, too. She had some shoulder pads. Um, Ooh, and then shoulder when, pads. When Kai burned her hand came over was like the white walkers have broken through the wall she's like good and so uh, we, we also got to see Tyrion and sansa that was a very odd exchange it was they made it awkward they it, mm -hmm. it felt awkward and i forget the line that he's, i, I forget the line that he says about the wedding last time as a wedding i forget what she says it's it's a very smart ass oh he he's like a horrible affair and she's like it had its upsides yeah, she. I think she was more cold to him because of Daenerys. She was cold this entire episode, though. And especially because when she said, I used to think you were the cleverest man in the world. And it is kind of true. Like, would you really believe that Cersei's bringing down her entire army to help out? Not really. At that point, kind of don't expect it and hope for the best. And that's kind of how, especially kind of being underneath Littlefinger. For all those years and, and kind of learning his tricks, she's she knows how to how to work it. She knows what she's doing. Yeah, she's gotten very good at it, and that's that entire family. The Night King. We didn't actually get to see the Night King in this episode, but he left behind a message that was perhaps just as terrifying, if not more. You you gloss over my favorite yeah. line in this in this episode, which I think is <laughs> the favorite line for a lot of people. And just to throw in a side note, I was walking the mall today, and someone had already had they had they had one of those t-shirt make your own t-shirts that was already oh up. Oh my god! That was already up on the little in on the little you know fake person you know on the little uh, the the person. Wait wait wait! He's got blue uh, eyes. I've always had blue eyes. It's just <laughs> I was just so. And then that moment of oh my god, it's you. Oh, so great! Yeah, that that was really good. That that whole scene was was really good. I'm glad Tormund 
and uh, uh, Baron are still alive. Uh, it seems like they're kind of the only ones with that group of night watchmen. Yes, uh, and they g- totally thought that dude would be dead. Oh yeah, but the most terror this that was the scariest thing that that thing brings nightmares. So they they case the castle. They don't find anybody. Obviously, we get our favorite line, and they have to walk into a room. They see a wall with a a gift, and they know it's from the Night King. It's a young boy who had been stabbed through the chest. As he's talking, the eyes open, and essentially, what the message is as he bursts into flame, or um, he comes to life, and starts screaming. Oh, it's it's deafening. It was annoying, like, and it was it, he was he was an, he was a dead. He was an undead at that point. Yes. And so he he woke up, and then there was a spiral. The like, the spirals that we have seen throughout the series showed up again with the boy at the center and the spirals themselves made out of limbs. Yes, I know we had seen that. Diving deeper, I seen that on Twitter that we have seen that that mark a few different times within the series. Which you're more versed on it. What does that What does that mean? The uh, the children of the forest. I, I haven't read the books. Uh, but I've been doing a lot of reading since the premiere. The Children of the Forest, who created the, the White Walkers, that was their sigil. Um, that was kind of their their item. Okay, uh, I gotcha. And, and so th- we, we don't know yet why the Night King is using that, if that's some sort of clue, or if that's, like, if that's their house sigil that they've, you know, adopted or whatnot. I know when it was on flames, when Barrister lit it on on fire, I know that it looked like the Targaryen symbol. And so that itself has had a lot of theories jump up. Uh, which, again, we could go in theories all day. I don't think there's enough hours but in the days yeah. for you. Now the... I want to talk about... I want to talk about the last one, the last uh, quick reunion before we get into the big news of the episode. And that's Jamie and Bran. Jamie finally gets to Winterfell. He's hooded the whole time. And he takes off his hood and we see that it's Jamie. And he's looking around. You see everybody moving around frantically. And as he's looking, he just stops. He locks eyes. And he stares at Bran. And earlier Bran had asked Sam. uh, Sam had asked Bran about telling John, And he said, I'm waiting for an old friend. And so when, when when Jamie showed up, I was like, oh. I don't like because Jamie. I don't know if Jamie even knows that Brand's alive. No, it almost looked like alive. he had seen a ghost. It was. Yeah. It was a. And so I'm really a... excited to see their interaction because I think that's the moment where he's going to say, you know, like I'm really sorry or whatnot, um, kind of give his apologies, and then Brand's going to give his speech from the trailer, which is everything you've done has led you to where you are now. So. Before we get into the the final bit, the big news for the episode, I want to give kudos to HBO for their marketing because they pulled a hat, uh, a card out of the Avengers hat. Uh, because ninety percent of the footage that we saw in any of the trailers were all from this very first episode, and I noticed it the entire time. So we have no idea what to expect. Everything we've seen in the trailer, for the most part, has been in that first episode. So it's I'm really excited going forward yeah they didn't get hacked this time they're not going to spoil anything by you know having them get their episodes released so i think we're doing good right now so the big news yes obviously it kind of starts with now how hard did your jaw drop on the floor we'll get there 
because uh, that's kind of my epiphany moment. So Daenerys and Jorah uh, go into, I'm guessing, like the library or somewhere where Sam is sitting. He notices that it's them and kind of gets up very funny and awkward. Um, but during the exchange, uh, finds out that Daenerys executed his father and brother. Because they would so He's not now bend the last the Charlie yep. to his house. And so he, he excuses himself because uh, he, you know, he's obviously upset. And then he talks to Bran. Bran says, I'm not his brother anymore. He's going to trust you more. And then the next thing we see is Sam going down into the crypt where John is standing in front of Ned's statue. Which, the last time John and Ned spoke, Ned said, next time we see each other, I will tell you about your mother, I promise. And he happened to get the news in front of his father's statue. I thought that was really cool. That was very poetic. So Sam goes down and he's like, he, he's kind of trying to feed John a little bit. He's trying to feed him into it. And he's like, did you know that she executed my, my family? And he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, would you have? He's like, I'm not a king. He's like, but you are, you have been. And he walks away and he says, no, your mother is Lyanna Stark. And your real father is Rhaegar Targaryen. You are the rightful king, and you are the rightful heir to the Iron Throne. And John goes, "That's treason." And that's the moment that I was like, "Oh," because Sam, Sam then says it's the truth, and then it it kind of ends there. But up until this moment, we kind of haven't taken into account that this still is Game of Thrones. Like it is still a Game of Thrones. So up until this moment, we all thought that he'd be king, Daenerys would be queen, everything would be hunky-dory with him. Now it's all flipped on its head. Now it's all flipped on its head, and now we have a potential third player in this two-party game. We now have Cersei, Daenerys, and Jon. And I think one of the theories that I have is that Daenerys is going to do something. I think it would be really cool to see Sansa, like say Jon is the rightful king. And Daenerys would try and execute her with Dragonfire. Jon takes her place and walks out of the flames, proving that he is Targaryen and that he is a rightful heir. I think that'd be really cool. Now I'm starting to think of all the ways that they can clash. Because now it's they've introduced that, and I don't think that's going to go away. You know, it's not like a true detective where you can bounce around things. Like That's something that's got to have to play. And the way they, the way they, it seems like this season's going, they're going to build that momentum up. So they started you with the groundwork, yeah. and they're going to keep building you up every episode. So I don't. This isn't going away. This is just the first step. Well, and, and prior to the episode starting, I was talking to my roommates, and I said, I think John will either find out in the first episode or the last episode. It was like the first episode because they're like, we need to tell you. Last episode because things just would progress, and they don't have a chance to tell him. And he finds out in the last episode, and he's like, oh, I guess I'm king then. But I'm really glad that they brought it in the first episode because, again, I had that moment of, shit, this is still Game of Thrones. I loved it. That was beautiful. That was great. I think I kind of went on a on a rant there. You but did. I, just, I was just riding that hard. I was, I'm excited to talk about it. No, I actually watched the episode twice this week. I really got a chance. I wanted to sit down and I really wanted to educate myself more and I wanted to be more familiar with everything you talked about. I, I understand. Just I don't know as many names as you do. You can spit names and who they are and what house they're <laughs> in, like nothing. And it's no joke like Greek to me. That's the way it is. It's like a foreign language. I mean, I understand it, but to be able to 
you know, regurgitate it back out, I, I can't do. Yeah, that's my – honestly, you kind of get that with uh, – I'm now at 10,000 hours of original content watched and tracked, you know, for those that are curious. You kind of get that uh, that compartmentalization capability of – I could go from Game of Thrones to How I Met Your Mother to Scrubs to Daredevil, and I realize that I'm watching each show. I know. But I'm also kind of crazy. You are crazy. Is I think that's it. Do you have anything else? No, that that I think sums up the the main points of the episode. Like, like I said, I thought it was a really good premiere, and it's crazy to think that there are only five episodes left. I know, uh, and this is the last short episode too. So, we get full. No, we got one more. Yeah, no, this is our last one this week coming up. Yeah, or, up for us, we've watched week, episode yeah. one. This is the week after. Um, we haven't yet hit episode two to be released yet, so. This is the the week two will be the last one. I think it's fifty eight minutes, and then from there on out, it's eighty two, eighty, seventy eight, seventy eight. I think is what I've read. Yeah, something like that. We talked the other day. I had seen something that showed that they had add twenty two minutes on from where the original the, the episode three originally started. It was originally only supposed to be sixty four, and they bumped it up to eighty two oh, minutes. All, all accounts when they when they came out with times a couple months ago. It was the first two episodes were 60, the last four were 80. Okay, because it, it just looked weird to me, and I was like, I thought I thought the same thing that was already been confirmed by us, that the last four were over an hour. I just wanted to make sure of that, because I was a little perplexed. I was confused. So, follow us on Facebook and Twitter, WTAE Podcast. I've got nothing else to look forward to right now as for streamwise. so... The last uh, minute's yours there, sir. I might try and go see Hellboy. It hasn't been getting really good reviews. Um, it looked good, but I think it just... I think it should have come out in January. April's just too big of a month. I think Shazam overshadowed it, and then Avengers is going to overshadow everything else. Oh, yes. So, I'll, I'll watch it at some point, whether it's, you know, in theaters or question. digitally. One question, though. Mm-hmm. Are, do you think that... How high do you think Avengers is going to go first weekend? Can it hit three? Can it hit two seventy five? I think I think opening weekend, it could break five hundred million. You s- worldwide. You uh, well, yeah, yeah. Oh, I think it could. I'm do thinking more than five. That. But I'm talking domestically. Domestically, I opening weekend. I think it crosses two fifty and maybe crosses three hundred. But Infinity War uh, grossed six seventy five over its total run, so six seventy five in its total domestic run. Yeah, but let's talk about let's talk here about this. I mean, for the pre-sale numbers that we've oh, seen, it's humongous. It's blown away. I mean, it's it's there's nothing comparing. That's why I'm asking you because of the hype that we've seen and even the hype that I have of going to go see something opening weekend. You know, for me, that's not traditionally what I do. That's I like I like to see things when no one's in the theater and I can sit down and just enjoy a movie for what it is. I'm choosing to go see this with the people because I want to see it with the people. I think. Like myself and you, it's an experience. No, we we have wasted. No, I wouldn't say wasted. We have put so many hours in theorizing and watching these movies and doing what we do now. And this is the reason why we do the podcast partially is because we love talking about these kind of movies, and it sparks so many different things to do. I think that's why it deserves a three hundred million dollar opening. I but I think with like so many people. It's a part of us now. It's you know, it's it's kids. The kids that were born are now ten years old. You know, in that run, you can you know, it's amazing the amount of time that we've yeah, covered and all the movies. It. And it's not just what, but all of us have not just seen the movie once. We've seen them two, three, four, five, ten, 
times because I'm in the middle of my rewatch. I'm halfway through uh, Ant Man. I've still got like nine more movies. Yeah, you're 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 moving quick. But that's what I'm just saying is we've all put this much time and care. We care about these characters. I cried like a baby at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy two because I care about those characters. You know what I mean? Like they presented it in a sad way, but like everybody else, we care about these characters because we've been around them. And when we get introduced to a new set of characters and we get a new shiny toy to play with, it's fun. You know, it's more fun than we've ever had watching movies and being a community because in itself alone, these Marvel movies are just a big community of people. So it's one of those where you want to see it with like-minded individuals. All right, and with that being said, I, this week, I'm Travis. And I'm B. Frank. And this is Worth the Admission. See you next week.